0: Friday, August the 13th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by Northcore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster. I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, geez, I just saw a black cat walk by here on Friday the 13th and a black cat crossing our path. Oh, I don't know if that's good karma or bad karma.
0: I don't know, Jeffrey, you seem to really like Friday the 13th, so I don't see an issue.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, Friday the 13th, a great day. My parents got married on Friday the 13th, many, many years ago. So There you go. It's a great day. Anyhow, let's get into the markets. The uh, We've had a positive week for the markets. Uh, corn, soybeans, new crop here up near $10 or $10. The wheats were up about $10 each for this year, up a little bit for next year, so... What was the big driving force issue this week, uh, Dolores, on bringing up prices?
0: Well, I I would say the number one one was uh, the Wazzy report that was released uh, yesterday by the USDA.
1: Yes, lots of acronyms, Wazzy, USDA. But well, that was a big report uh, yesterday. It's the first uh, report of the year. That the USDA has amended yield projections. That's right. This they one, finally did it. Yeah. Well, and this <laughs> one's based on uh, farmer surveys. I think it's once they get into the September report where they actually do some field boots on the ground. But uh, so they they did surprise the market. They cut down corn yields projected corn yields by five bushels the acre down to 174.5 and soybeans by 0.8 bushels of an acre down to 50. The market was looking for about half that cut in corn and a little over half that cut in in soybeans, but there's some real big differences in their projected yields in the states, Mm -hmm. especially in the corn uh, corn side of it, uh, like in the different parts of the corn belt. The northern part, you know, we've talked about the Dakotas being really dry. Well, that's that's been in for corn also. The northern part of the corn belt, like up into Minnesota, and that it's just been too dry projected yields were way down from last year with the southern part of the corn belt and really the eastern part they're looking for big strong yields so it's the states are in a have-have-not situation I guess it depends or if you've been lucky with the weather looking at great yields and great prices this year if you haven't been lucky with the weather
0: those- and uh, we kind of saw that as the market started digesting the the report yesterday corn Corn and soybeans and wheat were all up right off the bat, but then kind of pulled back a little bit. And same with today, they were up again, and then corn actually ended up down, I think it was uh, a quarter Total. or something like that uh, at the end of the day here. But uh, I think there, it's still a real weather market, right? So
1: Oh, it's always... Uh,
0: it's a big factor right now. They
1: hang on the weather, but uh, yeah, the, the marketplace seemed to almost push aside a lot of the report yeah. on the corn and soybeans. They didn't, you know, they jumped up like 25 cents and then gave half it back yesterday. Soybeans ended like flat yesterday. They were up today, but corn was more the flat one to slightly negative. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, there are some other things on the soybean market, some positives. What's uh, a big word we always say most weeks. China. China, that's for sure. They uh, there's been five or six days now. The USDA has announced export sales of soybeans to China. That's definitely supporting the market uh, going forward. Absolutely. You know, when the China's come to to the U.S. now because they they've purchased most of the beans out of Brazil, probably. The, which is, and
0: we wrote about that this week too. Actually, the the prices. The soy, soybean price has swapped now, so the U.S. has a lower soybean price than Brazil, so Chi, China's more likely to buy from us. Or supply, from, and yeah, supply, supply and right.
1: demand, supply and demand. You know, the same thing, Brazil, it's on the corn side too. Brazil's corn numbers, their production numbers are down. They were down in this report. They're expecting them, uh, probably the USDA, to cut them down more as time goes on, but it also makes Brazilian corn more expensive, North American corn, more competitive that's right so we hopefully will be seeing more purchases from china and other countries of the north american corn well, i think
0: we, the the big news story this week was definitely around the wheat
1: oh we, we got to talk about wheat and the wheat might have been the biggest surprise in the usda report because normally this report doesn't really Concern the wheat market a whole lot, but we're getting too many production issues around the globe. In For sure. For wheat.
0: And even I was reading somewhere, I heard somewhere that uh, the Canadian wheat uh, ending stocks were down, they, uh, the USDA decreased them by 7.5 million bushels.
1: Yeah, I think between Canada and Russia, it was about 20 million, 20 million yeah. tons down lower. I think between the two of them. So it's uh that's a a lot of wheat, a lot that's less a lot wheat, wheat, yeah, a lot less wheat in the world market mm-hmm. to to sell. So it's yeah. So when we get looking at wheat, you know, my kind of thoughts are when we talked about this maybe last week. Are we near the top in prices for wheat? You know, will the market let prices keep going higher?
0: It's getting pretty expensive, and I think local guys are definitely recognizing that too. Uh, is, it, is wheat getting too expensive right now?
1: Well, and that's, you know, a lot of wheat in this area ends up going into the feed market. Yeah. They replace corn for uh, for a little while, but as soon as that cheaper corn's available, come fall. Kind of hard to say cheaper corn when corn is so pricey. <laughs> it's such a strong price, but it's, wheat prices are even higher right now. They sure so are. So, as you say, there's not a lot of farmers. Storm wheat right now taking advantage of those high prices and uh, as we talk about that, I think we, uh, I'd like to congratulate some of the farmers that have sold some wheat for next year. And right now, you know, prices are all over $300 for next year's wheat uh, it's historically. Pretty,
0: it's a pretty good starting spot.
1: Oh, historically very strong. A great starting spot, you know, and uh, those high prices, again, how long will they, will they be around? It's... Uh, Nobody knows. No. So as we talk about great prices in in wheat, we should talk about the the local harvest of wheat then.
0: Yeah. So I think we're we're coming to the end of the winter wheats, that's for sure. And things are it looks like we're gonna have a good window here in the next uh, few days or a week to get some more of the spring wheat off.
1: Yeah, isn't that good? It's that winter wheat has been. Uh, Pretty good run for the winter wheat. Uh, definitely up the valley. There's still a little bit of winter wheat out, but it's getting uh, nipped off. And the spring wheat harvest is continuing strong. And as you say, it's good. Looking for some uh, good, good harvest window next week, so to get it off. And the quality's been good with wheat. And fingers think...
0: crossed. It's been it's been pretty good so far. Protein fusarium's been low, yeah. so.
1: And as we've talked about the winter wheat I think we feel the same in the spring wheat yeah you know get it off it's uh, the quality only goes down the longer you leave it in the field but it's good now get it off
0: all these supply issues around the world don't seem to (laughs) we seem to be the the lucky few here in Eastern Ontario that had a really good wheat crop this year
1: oh we're let's knock on wood on that one
0: yeah
1: it's always uh, it's always good so as we saying about you know, we get the the nice weather coming up. We've talked a little bit about how the the market is still, you know, the North American market still a weather market. It's watching weather. What I think you said something about the forecast for next week.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think we're expecting some rain tonight. Whether it comes or not, it's <laughs> to be determined, I guess. But uh, it looks like pretty good sunny weather for the for the rest of the. Or for next week, I should say, and hopefully the humidity's down a little bit too, so it'll dry off a little bit nicer. <laughs> but
1: uh, well, that nice hot humid weather. I well, I was off for a few days this week, and it was pretty nice being at my nephew's cottage in that weather. So
0: I know the corn really likes it too. So. Oh yeah, you
1: sit back <laughs> and hear 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 it grow at night. So as we, I like to just sum up, uh, you know, talking a little bit about the strong prices on everything and. The old saying, you know, remember high prices cure high prices. So we need to take advantage of these prices when they're around. Uh, Absolutely. And I think the people that are forward contracting some of next year's crop, both, you know, wheat, corn, soybeans, I I like that idea that they're taking advantage of some. Don't go; they're not going all too too hog wild and booking up too much of their crop. But it's a great place to start with prices.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: however so everybody not however everybody have a great week and we'll be talking to you next week and this harvest will be even further moved along that's
0: right thanks so much for tuning in and like Jeff said hope everyone has a great weekend
1: and if you're listening on Friday have a great Friday the 13th (laughs) bye for now
0: bye